These are the days of Ezekiel. The dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant David rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest. The fields are as wide in the world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the Lord. The old Shining like the sun at the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee. Out of science, hill salvation comes. There is no God. There is no God like Jehovah. 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 There's no God like Jehovah. There is 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 no God like Jehovah. Behold, He comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet call. Lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee. Out of science is salvation. And we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll do that's, praise right there. That's a difference. That's cool. <laughs> do, do you like this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Do you, Caleb? This is great. Okay. All right, Lori. What verse do you want to do? You just okay. come in when you want to, okay? Because okay? you're leading it. Okay. I won't do you much of an introduction. I'll just look at you. Fill this place with your angels. Fill this place with uh, music. Uh, we love to hear the choirs of the angels singing and accompanying us as we glorify our Father in heaven. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless this people. We bless music ministry. And we bless this service that you do great and wonderful things today, Lord, because you're a good God and you're always doing good things. Amen. These are the days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant, Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying.
Jehovah. We just praise and honor your name in this place today, Lord. We praise your name. We praise your name. You, God, are so worthy of our praise, and we lift it unto you today. We lift it unto you today. Today we declare the word of the Lord that says Jesus did it all. Jesus did it all for us, and we are so thankful, Lord. We are so thankful, Lord. Thankful, Lord. Hallelujah. We are thankful to you today. We just praise you and lift up your name in this place. We want to honor your name in our gathering here today, Lord. We honor you. We worship you and we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me and I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me unto him today unto him unto him yes god yes god yes god yes god yes jesus yes god yes blessed
we do praise you, Lord. This is our story and this is our song. Lord, you've called us to come close to you, to come so close to you, as close as the mention of your name. But Lord, we could commune with you. And this is our story. This needs to be our song that we're praising our Savior all the day long.
do offer a song of praise and honor for all the things you've brought us through, Lord, for all the things you have brought us through. We thank you for your word that says you inhabit the praises of your people. And what that means is, is as we're praising you, Lord, whatever is needed for our breakthrough, you can meet us. You can meet us there and give us whatever we need for that breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that awesome privilege to meet you in praise and worship. Oh, we just praise you for your presence here with us today. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You are here. You are here. In your holiness, Lord, you are here. You are here. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
showered your love upon us, Lord, and we love you back with love. Hallelujah. We just love you, Lord. We just love you, Lord. We just love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So today, Lord, and we're so thankful and so grateful for your presence among us. Father, you just see us in our brokenness before we come to Jesus, and then Jesus does a work in us. He does a wonderful work in us, and we're so grateful for that, Lord. We're so grateful for that, Lord. Your word says that whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him who ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. That means that as we praise him, he can come toward us and complete the salvation in us. That salvation that means healing and restoration. And we become a new creature. We become a new creature because of Jesus' blood and righteousness. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we can stand in your presence in the very holy of holies because Jesus entered that place for us. He made it so that we could enter in and we could give him praise and honor and glory. All praise and honor and glory do his name. All praise and honor and glory do his name. Yes, Lord. 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 We praise and honor your name. You are worthy, Lord. We exalt your name. You are worthy. Exalt your name. You are holy, Lord. 
While Sandy's just playing here on the piano, I'm reminded of that scripture that says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And so today, as this worship was going forward, where you're waiting upon the Lord, where you're trusting that God's going to speak to you, that God's going to do something, to renew your strength, whatever need that might be in your life. And sometimes, you know, we don't even know what it is ourselves. But our Heavenly Father, who knows every molecule of our being who created us, He knows. He sees all things from beginning to end. He sees us exactly where we are. He knows what our needs are. He knows where we're at. And he knows how to meet that need. And his strength is more than sufficient. So as we wait upon the Lord, we shall renew our strength. Through the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ, he's given us to strength. He's given us abundance. He's given us love. He's given us provision. He's given us honor. He's given us integrity. He's given us so many things in our lives. He's given us wisdom understanding, discernment, the anointing of his Holy Spirit, spirit that dwells within you. We wait upon the Lord. We shall renew our strength. You know, and it speaks to not being anxious for anything because the world would rush out like a tide and a flood to try to subdue you. Remember a few weeks ago I talked about the sea being a type of the world and focusing our eyes above the waves, focusing on Jesus. He is our all in all. He is our provision. If we keep focused on him, if we trust him to renew our strength, he will. He shall. Because that's his nature. That's his promise to you. It's in his word. It's written. It's for you today. Wherever you're at, his strength is is all in all for your need today. So as we trust you, Lord. And we rest in you, O God. We know that we will renew our strength. That you will bring that refreshing to us. That you will bring whatever it is in our lives that's needful to bring us into right standing in a place with you. To be strong, to be focused, to be clear of mind, to be clear of purpose of where we want to go and what we want to do according to your will, not man's will, but your will, Lord. So we refresh ourselves in you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. We look to you. You are our all in all. You are the God of all. You love us. You care for us. And you meet our needs, even when we don't know what those needs might be. Because you're faithful and true, Lord. And we receive that from you today, Lord, each one of us. We give you the praise for that, Lord.
thank you, Lord, for renewing our strength as we turn to you. Yes, Lord. That's a word from you this morning. Thank you, Lord. We can turn to you and renew our strength. We will rise like the eagle. We will run and not be weary. We will walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Hallelujah. Thank you, music ministry. Praise the Lord. We're going to take a couple of minutes to uh, just greet each other in the Lord. I just want to, before we do that, I just want to thank everybody who is involved in music ministry in whatever way, whether you're a vocalist or a instrumentalist or whether you're working the sound systems up there uh, all of that it's a blessing to the church it's a blessing to his people and it's a blessing to the Lord he really appreciates that so thank you so much you know I say that from time to time but but uh, it's really true we need to be mindful of that there's other ministries going on in the church as well and we need to be thankful and mindful of that and appreciate the sacrifice and the servant's heart to step forward and to do those things, to move in what God wants us to move in and do. So we'll take a couple of minutes here and uh, greet each other in the Lord. If we have some visitors here, welcome. And, uh, oh, it's good to see some visitors here. Praise the Lord. Meet uh, some of the family of God here. offerings hallelujah so if you want to prepare to do that you got somebody in place there okay great thank you Lord thank you Lord Carol have I asked you to say the blessing recently no would you mind doing that we all stand and we'll just uh, we'll enter into this next phase of worship as we receive today's offering we are believing you for heaven open, earth invaded storehouses unlocked and miracles created dreams and visions angelic visitations declaration, impartation and divine manifestations anointings, giftings, and calls, positions, and promotions, and resources, souls, and more souls, carrying kingdom revival. (laughs) Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessing and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus hallelujah and the people of God said you want to put on the first part of that as just go back one
Hey, you can be seated. I just... When we're praying this and when we're speaking this out, we should really look at those words and see how, how they impact us and how they should impact us and what we think about. So we want to see heaven open and earth invaded, storehouses unlocked and miracles created. We want dreams and visions. How many people want dreams and visions? We want angelic visitations. Don't we want that? We want to declare and impart and divine manifestations for anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations. So it's speaking all about harvest here is what it's talking about. And as you sow your seed, which is pieces of paper and pieces of metal, we call that money in today's world, it's seed. And that seed is going into a harvest. And that harvest will bring forth a crop. And that's what we've been told to do. We're to go out and to preach the gospel, to share the good news, to share what Christ has done for us. And part of doing that is through financial seeding so that the provisions are there to do that kind of a thing. So when we pray that, we should really grab a hold of it and say, Yes, Lord, I want this seed to go into fertile soil that it might produce the harvest. You know, we talk about church numbers. I like to talk about church harvest. It's nice to have a larger amount of people in a church because you have more resources and talents and abilities to draw on. But our, our heart should be and our thrust should be for harvest, to bring in a harvest. That's what we want so that people can be uh, in a relationship with their Savior just like we have been blessed. Save for the grace of God. And the love of God. If you think about where you came from, maybe how you got introduced to the Lord, that might really impact you in a new and profound way. So today, uh, I said last week that rather than a structured message, I would like to have testimonies. People can share how they came to the Lord or what God is doing in your life, whether it's been healings or whatever. Uh, God's doing and he's moving. And why this is important is because it helps encourage the rest of the body and helps strengthen faith and it shows you because you know we're sitting here today and we're worshiping and and we're hearing somebody talk and all that but we're not necessarily cognizant of what's going on in people's lives what God is doing in their life during the week and we need to hear how God is manifesting himself whether it's through healing deliverance love blessing whatever harvest so that brings an encouragement Uh, I was sharing with a sister this morning in the prayer room that uh, I was really encouraged this morning. I, I don't, uh, anyways, I'd rather go into it, go into it. I'll just say I was really blessed by something I read on in the uh, internet that this person had shared, and it just really touched my heart and impacted me this morning. And so I said something to, to that person, and they said, well, I have something else the Lord wants to bring. And that's fine, too. And if they feel that they would want to bring that other part too, they, you know, I would just encourage them to do that and just read it for verbatim because it's such a blessing. I believe when I read that, that the anointing of God was on and I could just feel it coming out. Anyways, we all have these kinds of testimonies and things to share. So we're going to open up the front here. And um, who would like to go first? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on up, sister. I'm so thankful. It's about 62 years ago uh, in the fall 
There was Bible, I mean, there was revival meetings at the home church, and I gave my life to the Lord. And it's been upwards all the ways. And I'm so grateful and thankful what he's given me. He's given me a beautiful daughter. And he's given me beautiful grandchildren. One great, I mean, one grandchild and two great-grandchildren. And they are a treasure to me. And they're the biggest treasure for the Lord. And you know what? And another thing just happened here a couple of days ago. When Jolene had her baby, I stayed back. I had um, reservations to fly to PEI. But seeing that what happened to Jolene, it was more important to give mine up. But you know what? God is good. He gave me that I've, owned, I've got money in my ticket to go. It's maybe it's not as much, but it's over half that he's gave me. So I'm very thankful. Thank you. God is a God of provision. <laughs> that must have had the volume turned up. God is a God of provision, and he sees your heart. And the attitude of the heart is what's important to the Lord. And uh, sister, I believe that God will make provision for you. You know why? Because he's your father in heaven. He loves you. He cares for you. He knows the need. Silver and gold have not I asked for, but such as I have give you to thee, give unto thee, the apostle said. And that's the heart. Solomon asked for wisdom. God gave him great wealth as a sidebar. God will honor you and bless you, sister. And he has, and he will continue to do so. Amen. Well, I haven't uh, shared my full testimony yet of what God has done in my life in this new year. And if you could just say a prayer to, that it would come through with clarity, please. <laughs> um, the last Jim Holtam meeting at the Pomeroy, I, I knew I had to be there, and I had to be there in the evening um, because God delivered me from so much. Um, I want to make sure it, I say it all. Um, I was delivered of the python spirit. And snakes were wrapped up around my spine. And it actually was getting to the point here since Evelyn's birth that my body was actually becoming disfigured. I had rib pain. I, I really didn't have a waistline. My body was becoming disfigured. And uh, python was just the strong man there was, in that, there was self-pity, there was shame, um, infirmity, um, fear. There were some more. <laughs> I can't remember all of them. <laughs> but uh, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, I could fit, feel this rising up in me, and... Um, and I just started coughing these demons out. And, uh, and then finally, it, it ended on uh, the Sunday after. There was a little more. And I just kept giving it to God. Just, 
I didn't want to be there anymore. I didn't want to be sitting in a rocking chair in fear for everything, in fear of my, for fear of my children, fear of my life, uh, sitting there self-pity, a shame over, over so many things I've done in the past. And, uh, and God brought me through. And then the joy that came after, that unspeakable joy. I was drunk in the spirit and laughing for hours. <laughs> And uh, the week following the deliverance, I, uh, I kind of, well, I was really actually disgusted. <laughs> I really hate snakes. Like, really hate snakes. <laughs> and so I was kind of afraid to think. But God has just been bringing people. He's been bringing books. He's been setting words in, in Facebook that have spoke to me, that have brought me through it. And somebody said, deliverance is beautiful. You know what? It really is. I got this picture. I was in the dark, very, very dark clouds, and God just pulled me out through the darkness and into the light above the clouds, and, and that's where I want to stay. And I am going to God. I've got a freedom. I can hear his voice because, you know what? It got to the point over the years. I, I couldn't hear his voice anymore. I, I couldn't see his working in me, and now I am seeing so much of it. I hear his voice every day, even in small things. Uh, and you know what? Lies, actually. That's the one thing I really wanted to share about, is lies. Because all these lies that I'm sick, there's something wrong with me. I can't do this because I'm ashamed. I can't, you know, there was all this. Well, you know what? It was a daily part of my life, and I just, that was just me, I thought. And now, when those lies come, I recognize that that's not me. And I can say, get lost, Satan, because I'm not listening to you, and I'm going to worship God. And you know, when the lies don't, sometimes, occasionally, the lies just want to keep coming, I just turn my thoughts to God. And it, the scripture, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, and he does. And it's in those moments, and God just speaks. He shared with me in that week, um, there's scripture, Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 40, but how he takes, the, he feeds his sheep and he carries the lambs close to his heart and he leads the mothers with their young gently. Well, he said to me, I am leading you gently. You know that it's okay. He's given me these children and he's spoken so much through my daughter, Daralyn, and uh, that he sees me like that. That, that uh, just twirling and dancing before him, sitting, that I can come and sit in Papa's lap any time. And I do. Um, and then, and just, and then with my back, um, because the snakes were all wrapped up in there, he's been, it's been a not, just a constant healing process uh, throughout the week at times I'll get a numb and tingly feeling up my spine or in different parts and it just reminds me I'm healing I'm still there I'm healing my ribs has been a struggle and last night as I was up nursing Evelyn an icy cool came onto my ribs uh, to remind me that he's healing those as well and uh, I had the the privilege this past week um, of travailing 
of, of birthing something in the spirit, something that I never thought I would get to do. That was for other people that could receive easy. But I receive easy, and God's showing me that too. Um, yeah. So I just, and Ed, something you said a few weeks ago, back when, I, when the deliverance was finished for me, um, that that needs to be a normal part of life. It's not scary. It's beautiful. And just to remember that, it's not scary. It's, it's beautiful. Because it's God pulling us out and bringing us to him so we can sit in Papa God's lap. You know, God's healing is a continuing action. Uh, when we look at the word of God, it's there. It's part of God's word. Deliverance, healing, all of that. It's all part of God's word. And his word is for us. It's a lamp unto our feet. It is our strength. It is our food. It's our daily bread. It's the good news. And God wants us to embrace it all. He says, you look at my word, go through it, embrace it all because it all has a purpose. It all has a meaning. And it's all for our good. And God put his word in there, and he's a good God, and he's for us. And, you know, I can relate to what Chelsea's saying. When I first came to know the Lord, I, uh, I had to go through some deliverances, not mean that I'm finished. <laughs> but uh, I remember, you know, initially I, I was kind of spooked a little bit because of some of the manifestations that uh, you see in deliverance sometimes. But it's okay. It's all part of the process. And uh, afterwards, you feel clean, you feel wholesome, and you realize that God has done something in your life that's significant, something that you couldn't have accomplished, but through the Spirit and his love for you and his word, he can accomplish. And you know, Chelsea, when you were talking about uh, sitting in uh, Abba Father's lap, I just was thinking of Chelsea with all of her kids piled on her, and I thought... <laughs> You know, it's a reverse now. She gets to sit in Papa's lap, eh? And enjoy what your kids are experiencing from you. You got some more? Well, some of the fruits from my deliverance, I think, are, are also seen in my children. And Alex has a really cool thing. He, he visited somewhere very special. And our butts haven't. Uh, as a... God sent me pictures, that God's picture. God sent oh. him pictures of heaven. Yes. Heaven have vegetables, fruits. Heaven have forest, house, this white house. It has vegetables and fruits and a white house. Brown forest. And animals. Rain, sun, moon, stars, clouds, and it has sun and moon and stars and clouds. Who else did you see? Who did you see there? As a, a people, kids. And There was snow oven and snow gone to cold place island. There was no snow in heaven. It belonged on a cold island. 
Atark Amos died in heaven, and Echot place now be. The, the Arctic animals were on the cold island. He said, there's a place for the cold a- Arctic animals. Yes. Did anybody go with you? Was anybody there with you in heaven? Mm-hmm. Asa, daddy, sister, me, Atuta. She died. Asa, grandma, Asa grandma grandma in heaven. Heaven have clothes, have sand, grass, trees, butterflies, bugs. Okay, I just wanted to uh, give a little, explain a little bit about Auntie Rita. Albert had a had a baby sister, and when she was 18 months, she died in in a car ac- it, uh, a farm accident. It was kind of a very fluke, freaky kind of accident. And uh, an 18 months old. And how old was Auntie Rita when you saw her in heaven? At my age. She was my age, and she would have been. Also, um, my when he said grandma's grandma. My mom's grandma passed away this past fall, and uh, I believe, Mom, you had prayed that if she doesn't know God, that God would help her hold on till Mom got there so she could share Jesus with her. But if she knew Jesus, to let her pass away peacefully and quickly. Well, she passed away before my mom got there, and you know there's always that question. And so this was like this confirmation that that Grandma Hazel is in heaven, that Grandma Hazel knew Jesus. And I want to, and Benjamin, did you want to come and share what you saw the other night? Remember what you saw? What did you see in your room? The night before Ben saw this, Albert and I were praying for Benjamin that God would make himself real to Ben. Well, I, I in my bed, I see Jesus' hands. I like stand up. I, I, him, him had just disappeared. I just lay down. And Jesus, Jesus' hand there, just touching my chatty clothes. If you didn't get that, Jesus' hand was touching his teddy. Um, he you have more about heaven? Okay, one more thing. Heaven have sea animals, ocean, water, fresh water, have log, and sticks, rocks, rocks, no lava. No lava. <laughs> So this is just some of the things that God's been doing in our family, and I'm looking forward to a whole lot more. Hallelujah. Dreams and visions, eh? That's a pretty pretty big vision and dream, you know, to see all that stuff. And you know, God relates to us where we're at, at the age that we're at, and he shows us those things which maybe are important to us and bless us, and, and so God fulfills that in our in our hearts and who else uh, somebody else wanted to share 
Carol, did you want to share? Sure, okay. Good guess. Um, this morning, just as they were um, doing the worship practice, I was sitting here and I just got a wash from God. So I'm just kind of back in a, a place I was about three years ago when I had such a revelation of who God was for me. And um, I'm just going to read this verse in Romans. And this verse I could never get. It says that we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. It says we're no longer slaves to sin. And I know as a Christian, I just didn't get that. I thought, but God, there's still so much sin. And um, I was always one who wanted to please God, but there was so many things that I felt condemned about. I had so much doubt. I had so much unbelief. I had so much fear in my life. And I thought that I had to overcome all that stuff. And, I, you know, there's this concept of going out and, and reaching other people for Christ. But I thought, man, God, you've got so much. I've got so much to overcome before I can even go outside of the, the church walls. And just, then I just had this revelation that I had died with Christ. And that those things that I identified with were gone. And I still feel them. They, um, there was, um, because I had a, they'd become a part of my life because I'd accepted that fear was a part of me, unbelief. Doubt was a part of me. I had, um, I had believed that, and then um, I had felt it was a part of me, and just realizing that Jesus had overcome that for me, that I didn't have to go through all that process of overcoming it myself. There was so much freedom in there, and I could just, just like Chelsea said, when fear, when I was feeling fear, I could just say, you know, that's not a part of me. And it just enabled me not to have to, um, just to walk forward in who Christ was for me. And um, even this week, there was um, just something I was pressing into with God, and I just felt all this fear, all this unworthiness, all this inadequacy, and it was it was feeling like so much a part of me. And I just chose to believe what God said, and I went for a walk, and I just said, fear, that's not me, inadequacy. And I went from one end of the spectrum to feeling so defeated, to feeling so victory, so much victory in just a matter of minutes. And um, just what, what that's enabled me to do is to hear God's voice, to hear what he really says about me. Because all those lies that Satan says tell us our Father's not pleased with us, you better buck up, you'd better perform better for God. It says um, you can't do this because you're not there yet. You've got so much to overcome before you can even walk in victory. Um, it says that I'm not worthy. It says that God isn't pleased with me. All those lies, and when we can actually hear what God truly says about us and we can see that he is pleased with us it just changes our life instantly and um, some of the fruit of that Ed wanted me to share um, just in especially in being able being able to walk in things I had always dreamed of and walking and healing um, there's so many things God tells me so many things God tells me I am and I don't believe it because I haven't seen it in my life, but it's choosing to believe that what he has pronounced over me is true and walking towards that, even though we continually have fears and doubts that come against us, but just recognizing that's not us at all. Um, let see if I can find this here. So I'll just read. This is just something I had posted this week. This week I was able to anticipate a neat opportunity that would come on the other side of taking a risk to start a conversation when I prayed for people. One particular lady was healed, which led to a depth in conversation about God 
that I had never had with a stranger before. So just being able to openly share Christ with other people, the courage that has come into me now that I never would have dreamed I would be able to do. It's been a journey to get to that place of comfortability and boldness because I never saw myself as a bold person either. I never used to be able to talk to people I didn't know. I had to learn how to open up conversation and learn the easiest way was to ask what happened when I passed somebody with a physical problem. People love to tell their story and appreciate that you cared. And I always thought that um, there was a lot of fear of people I had in my life. And just recognizing that fear wasn't in me, that was a lie of the enemy. And that um, people do like to engage in conversation. People actually um, want to know about God. They want to know, um, I have something to offer them. I learned that most people will accept prayer. They usually are not expecting to receive healing in the moment and are just touched that you showed you cared by praying. And I used to think that people would reject me when I prayed for them, and that's not the case. People in Vegreville are so open to prayer. It's, um, it's a very, I'll say, religious community. I learned most of what I feared was not real, and every time I stepped past the fear, recognizing it wasn't me but just something coming against me, I won a victory no matter the visible results. I fueled my hunger to see healing through my hands by listening to testimonies because desire overcomes fear. I had to be encouraged by the fact that I was learning and growing and that when I didn't see what I wanted to see, um, when I didn't see what I wanted to see and I still do. Because lots of times when we're growing, there's, we get discouraged by what we're not... Um, what we want to see and aren't there yet, and God just keeps encouraging me, you're getting there, you're getting there. At first, I didn't have a lot of concern for people in front of me because I just wanted to know the power of the Holy Spirit within me. When that person was healed, they were blessed, but I was probably more excited. It didn't matter. There was this, um, I think, this belief that we all have that we have to be in faith for to see God work in us, and I just realized a totally different definition of what faith was. Because there's days that I didn't feel like I had any faith, but yet I saw God work on those days. And some days I just prayed for people because I wanted to see him in my life. When we step out to do something we are comfortable with, the feelings of peace and confidence we may have had during our time with God may vanish. Our minds can get clouded with thoughts of doubt and fear. We may not believe we will see results, but God still sees our faith that chooses to step out and ignore what is coming against us and believe that he will show up because faith is not a feeling but believing what he says about us and that he's faithful. And um, this morning, again, I was just, I just heard him speak over me and just wash all the lies away. And it's such a, um, it's such a neat place to be in that place to be able to hear him to speak to things that all my life I've struggled. And to, to, to hear his voice just breaks the lies that the enemy has, has um, seated in my life. Amen. Thank you, Carol. Uh, profound statement. Oh, come. So last night I was trying to sleep and I couldn't because I was thinking about all the things that I had to do and was getting really stressed. And then God just said, I am. And I was like, oh, okay. And, <laughs> and then he kept saying, I am. And what that meant to me was that no matter if I 
don't try my hardest at something or if I mess up at something that has nothing to do with who I am or who he is, he's still God and that has nothing to do with what I do. I need my Bible. <laughs> well, the first thing I want to do is, is tell you uh, never had an opportunity to do this at the beginning of the year, but the Lord did give me a verse for this year um, for all of us. So I want to speak it over you. I want to declare it over you. And it's, um, he crowns the year with bounty. And your carts overflow with abundance. He crowns this year with goodness. I think we need to really catch that, that he crowns this year with goodness. So I just speak that over you and declare that over you, that you will be enjoying the favor of the Lord this year. But you have to look for it, and you have to reach out and grab it. It's not going to fall on you. you got to go for it, and it's going to come to you. So, And then I, I wanted to uh, tell you how I've enjoyed the testimonies, how I've enjoyed um, Chelsea's testimony of deliverance. Um, I started walking in the deliverance ministry, um, Jim Holden has healing and deliverance. And in Sherwood Park, they have healing rooms and they have deliverance rooms. And so I have studied healing for a number of years uh, since, uh, well, many, many years, even before I was diagnosed and healed of cancer, I studied healing. And I thought, you know, through that all, deliverance, Everyone born of woman needs deliverance. Because we've all lived in broken in brokenness, even as we were singing today, there's brokenness in our lives. And we need to rid ourselves of that. And that's kind of what deliverance is. And it's like uh, Chelsea said, it's very freeing. And we've been able to see some of these some of the fruits of this ministry, and I praise God for that, because healing and deliverance are hand in hand, even as we saw in Scripture that Jesus did it that way. So uh, this week, as I was, I was feeling rather discouraged. I guess there was some brokenness coming to a head within me, <laughs> like a bad pimple, you know. Sometimes it needs to be squeezed out. And I was kind of feeling that brokenness. And <laughs> you like that, Ryan? <laughs> I was feeling something. I don't know what it was, but it was, I just was feeling a bit discouraged. And I was talking to the Lord. I was praying, and I was kind of telling him, you know, you really haven't done what you said you're going to do. I, you know, you haven't done it yet. I've been a Christian in 1965, I gave my heart to the Lord. And then in 1978, 
when this church started, I rededicated my life to the Lord in this church. So I'm going to say for 40 years, I've been praying for one thing, and I was telling the Lord, you know, I haven't seen that. I, I, I really, I can't understand uh, how come, how come I didn't see this yet? Because you said, and I know you do what you say you're going to do, and, and I just can't believe it. I really can't believe it that you haven't done this yet. And uh, so I'm sitting there in my prayer room, and I'm just thinking, like, what's up with that, you know? And so the Lord just said, you know, you, you know, really, you ought to read Isaiah 43. And I said, okay, I know I know that one, but I'll read it. And it says, but now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. And you know, even him saying that, O Jacob, to me, was very important because I remember one night when I was uh, battling cancer and I remember one night that I felt like I was Jacob because it was all night I was battling and praying. Lord, you have to heal me. You said you're going to and you have to do it. And I said, I feel like Jacob. I just feel like Jacob. I'm going to battle you all night until you bless me. And so even him saying that meant something very significant to my heart. And then it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through waters, I will be with you. And I've passed through some waters. And I can testify that he has been with me. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And I testify to that. I've been in some deep rivers and they didn't drown me. When you walk through the fire, I've been through some fire, and I didn't get burnt. I didn't even smell like smoke. So I know the flames didn't, didn't hurt me. And then it says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Hushan Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give man in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Here's what I've been praying for 40 years. I will bring your children from the east. That's that way. I'll bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring your sons. I say it. Bring your sons. Y'all should stand up and pray with me. Come on. Let's bring my children in. Let's bring your children in. I bring your children from the east. I bring your children from the west. I say to the north, give them up. Give them up, I say to the north. And I say to the south, do not hold them back. 
It's enough already. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters. Bring my daughter from the ends of the earth. Everyone who called, who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the people assemble. Thank you. Thank you for praying for my children with me. Thank you for praying for the prodigals with me. Thank you, Father, that you are a God who hears the prayers of your people. And you know those prayers even before we speak them. You hear them even before they come from our mouth. You sense when we feel like we have discouragement over some things. But Lord, you are a God who hears the prayers of your children. And I declare that before this assembly. You are a God who hears the prayers of your children. And I honor you today, Lord, for bringing in the prodigals, bringing them from the east and the west and the north and the south, because that's who you are. You are not a God who is unfaithful to his word, but you are a God who hears us and desires the desires of our hearts as well. So I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you are our God, and we are your precious children, and you love us with an undying and a faithful love. Great is your name, Lord. Great is your name, Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I'm not quite done yet. <laughs> thank you. Y'all were praying real good, hey? You were agreeing with everything I said. That means you were praying. <laughs> Where's the Kleenex? <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> it's okay, right? Have I got enough, another minute? Okay, all right. <clears throat> I'm not finished with this. Here's something else that even in the deliverance ministry we found is very important to forget the former things and not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? He said, don't you understand? I'm making a way in the desert. Didn't we sing that this morning? In making a way in the desert. I'm so thankful for that. And there's one more part I want to say what he, what he said to me. As I was reviewing the past, <laughs> I was reviewing the past because I said, you know, Lord, I'm nearly 70. Do you know that I'm nearly 70? I want you to know that I'm coming close to 70, and I have not been given my assignment. Like, what is my assignment for you? I want to know that. And that's how I was praying it. It wasn't maybe very nice, but I was praying like that. And here's what he said about that. He said, review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. <laughs> he, <laughs> he wanted to argue with me. <laughs> State the case 
for your innocence. Isn't that, isn't that something that the word actually says that? So I just, I just want to say our God speaks to us, you know, and he speaks through his word. He speaks through his word when he gives you an impression to read a scripture probably got something to say that's pretty important and this scripture just really spoke volumes to me this week as I was kind of muttering before the Lord (laughs) so I just want to bless you and I want you to remember that um, this is a year of God's favor and I'm so blessed with seeing that This church is moving in healing. This church is moving in deliverance. (laughs) This church is going forth. And I declare that over this church. Amen. Next. Who's next? Thank you, Carol. So the number 70 in the Bible is human leadership and judgment. And you'll hear more about that next week. I was in the Boy Scout movement, so I always believed in being prepared. So if there wasn't enough testimonies, I had a message. But I'm not going to bring that message today. But I want to touch on something here. And uh, you know what? As I was listening to Carol there, and I was sitting there, and... uh, Carol, when I have my eyes closed, it's not because I'm bored or sleeping, but I'm concentrating on what's being said. It helps me. So um, I just felt that next Sunday we need to have a healing service here. I mean, instead of a structured message, I'll bring something, but we need to have a healing service here. We have a worship time, and I know we have... Uh, healing services uh, from time to time a little we uh, engage in that but I think more of a dedicated healing service so it would be for you know this is all news to me because I'm speaking it as I'm feeling it right now but God God's faithful he'll work it out amen so we'd be praying this week about God moving signs and wonders and healing And I'm going to show you a scripture that I read out of the book of Exodus this week. And it talks about, it's a revelation about healing. And I'll bring that next week. But I wanted to touch on something too that um, Carol said. And she talked about sin. Did you know that sin, in a sense, doesn't affect us anymore? We were forgiven, folks. It happened on Calvary through Christ. Forgiven. Your sins from the past, your sins from the present, and sins in the future, forgiven. It's done. It's over. Over. Forgiven. Does that mean you're not going to sin? No. What do you do about it? You repent. What is repentance? Knowing it's wrong, feeling genuinely sorry for it, and doing something to turn away from it. Have a conversation with your father. Say, you know, I blew it here, Lord. Have a conversation. I'm sorry about that. I know it's wrong. 
Would you strengthen me, help me, deliver me, set me free? Whatever it takes. But you're forgiven. It's done. You don't have to go and ask God to forgive you. It's finished. Do not make the work on the cross of no effect. When the devil comes to you and says you're a sinner, you say, I'm forgiven. Turn it back on him. When he comes to bring condemnation, you turn it around and say, you're the father of lies. I serve the father of light and life. So you be gone. James 4, 7, resist the devil and he shall flee. Whoever was talking about that. And so that's where we got to start focusing our, our mind and our heart and our eyes on. And you know what, everybody? Nobody's perfect. We make mistakes. But we pick up and we move on. And we go onwards. Forwards and onwards. And God says that in his word, that he won't forsake you. Have you heard today the different voyages that people are going through, the different places? Whether you're seven years old or 70 years old or more. What are you saying now? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're in the palm of God's hand. And he's doing a work. He's doing a work in the youngest children in this body and the oldest person in this body. And he's doing a work in each one of us individually where we're at. We're all part of the body. Remember, we always use this analogy about the family. We're all part of the family. We all have different likes, dislikes, different nuances or whatever you want to call it. But God accepts us all for where we're at. And he knows our needs and he ministers to us. And it's tailor fit for each one of us. We just have to trust him. What is trust? T-R-U-S-T. Faith. F-A-I-T-H. Grace. G-R-A-C-E. They're all five-letter words, aren't they? Remember we talked about that? Trust God. Have faith in him. Thank him and know that he's doing something in your life. That whatever you see with your eyes is only one part of it. What God is doing is a greater part. He's doing a deeper work. And he wants to take us forward. I believe, you know, this week as, uh, as I was going through the week, and I, we heard a little bit of a, about this from some different people, God speaks to us in many different ways. You can be sitting out there chopping wood. God can speak to you. You can be sitting in a vehicle changing the transmission. God speaks to you. You can be up north in minus 52, John. God speaks to you. Amen? What do we have to do? We have to listen. Take the time to listen. This morning during the worship time, I asked God to help me to take the time to listen to the worship as it was coming forth from music ministry and as it was going back up to music ministry I asked God still my heart bring peace that I can listen and hear what is going on sometimes that's a hard thing to do because this world is a busy world and they throw all kinds of things at you and it distracts you from what the father is saying to you anybody ever been there and missed it once or twice but it's okay it's okay. Stop and say, Father, I want to listen to hear what you're saying to me. 
I talked to Pastor Stephen this week about some different things, and actually I was with Pastor Dallas this week, spent some time with him about some issues as well. But uh, we need to continue to lift them up in prayer for the transition for Dallas and his family moving out to the West Coast and for Pastor Stephen and his family uh, moving to central Canada from the frozen east. <laughs> I was talking to him the other day. He says, Ed, he says, I'm getting tired of shoveling. <laughs> and I said, Stephen, you got more snow in one weekend than we've had all winter here in Alberta. When are you coming out to sunny, beautiful Alberta? You know? And don't bring the snow with you. And, uh, but anyways, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Everything is going along good. I'm just saying we need to continue to pray for them. And uh, I'm amazed because I'm sitting back here and I'm looking at this clickety-clickety-click that God's doing on a, on, a, on a huge scenario. He's moving one pastor and his family to minister on the West Coast. He's moving another pastor and his family to minister to us here. And I know that he's moving somebody in to Glad Tidings Church in Nova Scotia to minister there. God's hand has not stayed by time and distance, and he has a plan. And sometimes we look at only this part of it, but his plan is this big. So we trust him. So, Father, I lift up Pastor Dallas and his family. And, Lord, we, uh, we declare blessings on them, that everything would go well, Father, in their transition from Maple Street Worship Center to Generations Church on the West Coast, that, Father, you would open the doors and give them favor in their move, in the selling of their home, and all of those mundane things that we have to deal with in the world because you are the God of all. We sing that, we pray that, we, we speak that, we believe it. So now, Father, we just call upon you and say you are the God of all and you're concerned about all things. And, Lord, we also lift up Pastor Stephen and his wife, Christiane, and their family. And, Lord, that you would do the same thing for them in their transition from their church on the East Coast to here, to their new family home, that you would open the doors, give them favor in all the mundane things with the, with the moving and the packing and uh, all of that stuff that we're having to go through and deal with, Lord, that you would just give us that favor and discernment in dealing with all that and blessing. And Father, whoever you have planned for Glad Tidings Church in Windsor, Nova Scotia, that, Lord, you would open the doors and you would pr we pronounce and declare favor for that as well, Lord, that you would just move in the family and the pastor that needs to minister to that church at this time. For there's a season for everything, Lord, and you know, and when you move your hand, you move in, in the exact timing that it needs to be moved in. And so we, we affirm that, we recognize that you are in control, and that you are doing the things that are needful to be done, that the church would grow, and that the church would be blessed, and that your will would be done, Lord, because you're the master orchestrator. No one could figure this all out. Only the hand of God could work this all out and figure it all out, Lord, because man would mess it up. But God, you're faithful and true, and you're more than able to do all that you desire to accomplish. And so we thank you that you have a good plan in place, Lord, for your children, for Vegreville, for Nanaimo, and for Windsor, Lord. And we thank you, Father, in advance for that. And we bless them. We bless them with provision your will, your bill, your provision, Lord, for them. And we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to close the service. We're a little bit early, but that's fine. Has anybody got any objections to closing early?
Come forward here and state your case. Uh, one little jokey. During the worship time, I don't know about you, for me, my mind goes a lot of different ways all at the same time. And uh, you probably heard this joke, but uh, it reminded me in one of the songs. I, I was looking at the words, and I went, oh, yeah, that reminded me of this joke. You might have heard it, but uh, there was this extremely wealthy man, and uh, he was getting on in years, and uh, he knew that it wasn't going to be long before he was going to pass away. And so he was a godly man, you know, most all of his life, and he accumulated this great wealth. And he cried out to the Lord. He got on his knees, he cried out to God, and God answered him because he had favor with the Lord. And the Lord said, yes, well, what is it? He says, Lord, he says, I know I'm, I'm going to be passing on shortly here. He says, I would like to take some of my wealth with me into heaven. And uh, God said, well, no, yeah, no, yeah, you know, you don't need that and that and that, on and on. So he had this discourse with the Lord, and uh, it went on for a little while, and finally the Lord relented. And remember, God knows everything from the beginning to the end. He sees all things. So he says to this wealthy man, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grant your wish. So the man, um, just before he passes away, he gets all of his affairs in order, and he's, he had no family or relative to pass any of this wealth on. So he uh, liquidated everything, and he bought gold, gold bullion, 24-carat gold bullion. And he filled a suitcase with it, and he passed away. And he's standing at the pearly gates with a suitcase in hand. And St. Peter sees him and says, Oh, welcome. You're on the list here. However, you can't bring anything in heaven. You have to leave that there. And the man says, Well, wait a minute. He says, I had an agreement with the Lord himself. And he said, I could. So Peter says, Hang on a second. Yeah, okay, you're right. So what do you got in the suitcase? So he opens the suitcase, and there it is, full of gold-built bullion bricks. And Peter looks at him and says, What? Paving stones? How many heard that one before? Okay. <laughs> it, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we, uh, we bless, we speak your blessing on this people, Lord, as they go forth this week. Oh, God, that um, you would give them the favor and blessing, that they would move in your, in your light and in the wisdom of your counsel, of your spirit, oh, God, upon their lives this coming uh, week, that not only would you protect them and bless them, but you would cause them to excel, Lord, in all things, that uh, provision financially, emotionally, spiritually, every way, Lord, you would cause them to excel because you are a God who uh, fills all heaven and earth, and these are your children, and you're such a wonderful, great God. None can stand before you. All things are under your rule and dominion. And, Father, you desire to bless your children. So uh, we speak and receive that blessing, the grace of God who loves us, who makes provision for us in every aspect of our lives. And, Lord, help us this coming week to uh, pray about next weekend, Lord, so that uh, Sunday services, as we have a healing service, Lord, whatever you want to do, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in deliverance and healing, in restoration, whatever it might be, Lord, that uh, there would be a freedom and an abandonment to do that, to trust you, O oh God, that you will move in the power and the anointing of your spirit upon the lives of your children and whoever may be visiting this church, O oh God. 
that they would be impacted and touched, that they would see the hand of the living God in this world, in this community, in this church today, for today, Lord. And it's not a thing of the past, but it's a thing of the future. It's a happening thing, so to speak, Lord. So, Lord, we, we call upon you, whose name is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heal us, whose banner over us is uh, love, Jehovah Nissi, that you, Lord, you would uh, move forth in that way next weekend, next Sunday, Lord, that you would be lifted up and glorified, that we would come with expectant hearts, O God, in trusting in your word and declaring the truth of your word and the grace of our God to make provision for all of these things, that you would be lifted up, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless this people. Bless them as they go forth this day, uh, that you would reveal yourself in new and profound ways in their lives, Lord, so they could uh, relate to you and say, Father, what a wonderful thing and aspect of you that you shared with me this week that I was never cognizant of before. And grab a hold of those things and imbibe them, Lord. Hallelujah. And the people of God said, Amen. So we're done. Uh, before we go, announcement. Thank you for reminding me by getting up. I uh, just wanted to say thank you, Carol and Chelsea and Carol, and who else came up? Chrissy, for, for all your testimony. Sorry? And, oh, Albert, Alan, uh, yes, and the kids too, yes, everybody. Uh, it was really encouraging. Um, I, um, I spoke a few weeks ago, that was about three weeks ago, about, um, about deception and how the enemy works to... Uh, to um, you know, lies to us, and and uh, and we have to be able to get past those lies. And anyway, it's we have to uh, we have to receive truth, and then uh, before we can receive the love of God, and 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 have the courage to open our hearts to Him, and um, to uh, to be able to receive that. Anyway, it's encouraging to hear where the Lord's taking you guys, and uh, and I know He's got the same kind of plans for me, and I'm not not uh, not going to quit till He gets me there. Anyway, the, the last few, um, last three weeks ago, or three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I wanted to make some announcements, and then it seems like every, uh, every Sunday something comes up and, uh, and prevents it, or it just doesn't work out. Anyway, we, most of you know that Katrina, our daughter Katrina, is getting married, and, uh, and that's only about a month away now. And uh, Katrina and Braden really wanted a small wedding. And uh, so I'm kind of glad Katrina's not here, so I can make this announcement here. Um, but, but anyway, we said, well, we kind of need family there, you know, and, and we're not, we've got to live with family later. And, uh, and so, uh, so just pennies in my side of the family alone is like 70 people, and, um, and not including her friends, and, and uh, that's just brothers and sisters and kids and grandkids. So, so we regret that we can't open up invitations to, uh, to the whole church or anything like that. And, uh, but they are getting married in, in Camrose uh, Saturday, March. The, we'll put up, a, we'll put up a, an announcement or whatever, but it's March 18th, 2 o'clock at the Norseman Inn in Camrose. So anybody that wanted to come and attend the, the ceremony is quite welcome. And uh, but but unfortunately we're just we're limited on uh, on how many invitations we could send out, and and we just regret we couldn't. We don't want. We didn't want hard feelings, and I didn't know exactly how to handle it. But I just thought if I just announce it, and and anybody is welcome to come. But uh, but that's that's where that's at. So now I've got it out. It's public. We'll put a, a bulletin, something on the bulletin board, just to uh, announce when and where 
if, uh, if you did want to slip down. So thank you, and God bless. Thanks. And just uh, one last thing is before we go. I was going to say this last weekend, and, uh, but Lincoln wasn't here, so I, w- I wanted to hold off, and I actually forgot about it. But I wanted to thank Ryan and Lincoln for uh, taking the service there on a couple of those Sundays for sharing the message. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I guess it was um, Lauren came one Sunday as well. So, so for those three Sundays that we weren't here, thank you, brothers, for stepping up to the plate, so to speak. But that's what God wants us to do in the body of Christ, is be able to do that, right? Uh, in talking to Stephen, I was talking to him about healing, and he, he's, he's 100% behind the fact that he says, it's not any one person, it's not the pastor. People always think it's the pastor has to pray healing. He says it's the body of Christ moving through the body of Christ, and he supports that, just so you know. And so this is just another aspect of it, the body of Christ coming up to share the message or whatever might happen, what God wants you to do to fill the gap, right? Amen? So thank you, Brother Ryan and uh, Lincoln for stepping up to the plate and and, uh, taking care of the uh, services for those Sundays and also Lincoln for while Martha and uh, Mickey, myself and Cheryl were way down in Mexico for uh, running things here at the church. Really appreciate it. Did they do a great job? Amen. Let's give them a hand. Amen. The Lord bless you and uh, you're out before noon. Please support Sandy in the ministry there at the uh, Heritage House. I saw that again in the bulletin. Uh, please come and talk to her. Did you want to share something, Sandy? Just give us some mic here. Yes, tonight is the night that we go to Heritage House, and the service will start about 7. And so anybody's welcome to come. It, it's always great to have a little help when we sing. And uh, Eleanor and Elaine are faithful to go and get some of the residents because they know them. That's a wonderful thing. So if you feel like coming tonight, we're going to start our rotation again of doing this once a month. And uh, that's something that, that we can do tonight. And next week I will give you an announcement about World Day of Prayer. And there's still some time before that event happens. But I went to an organizing meeting this week. And it was amazing to me how many churches come together. And we haven't been part of it for many years. So it is time that we were. And the World Day of Prayer this year is honoring the women of the Philippines. And we all know some now, don't we? They're all part of our culture now. And... And I haven't met one I don't love yet. So <laughs> it's a wonderful um, service that's, that's putting, being put together for them on the 3rd of March. But I'll tell you more next week.